think way back to three weeks ago. Imagine you came into my New Testament class on the first day and I announced this. This class has 700 points and it's all or nothing. 700, you pass. Anything less, you fail. That means all the right answers on all the reading quizzes, perfect attendance, no grammar errors on any papers, 100% on all tests, and there's no extra credit. Tough class, huh? That's the way it is under God's law. The standard or conduct of worthiness before God is clear. Be holy, as I, the Lord your God, am holy. Yesterday in chapel, Jesus affirmed, be perfect, then, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The law says, cursed is everyone who doesn't continue to do everything written in the book of the law. You see, under the law, you're either a law keeper or a lawbreaker, and it just takes one pin, one sin, to pop your balloon. But what if then, on the first day of class, I also told you I am giving all of you 700 points today? You are all straight-A students. In fact, your A grade is already turned in, and the credits are yours. Just don't drop the class. You can drop the class, of course, but nobody would, right? This week in chapel, we're talking about the theme on the banner there, conduct, Christian conduct. And our text is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. Here St. Paul tells some new Christians, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Now, a common misunderstanding of Christianity comes from mishearing a passage like this. People tend to think it means I have to live a worthy life before God will call me into his kingdom. After all, that's how most of our lives work. If you actually earn 665 points in New Testament, you are worthy of an A. If you fulfill all Concordia's requirements, you earn a BA degree. If you defeat all the other teams, like our volleyball, volleyball, softball, and forensic debate teams did last year, you are worthy to be champions. Go Eagles! Yet when St. Paul first came to Thessalonica, he was charged with teaching things that turned the world upside down. And God often does that in our world and in our lives. This is embarrassing. <laughs> and I don't even have a smartphone. Remember these? All right, just a second. Hello? I'm kind of busy right now. Oh, God? You mean the God? Well, yeah, I guess I have a minute for you. Really? You're calling me into your kingdom and glory? Me? Wow. (laughs) You see, a person's conduct cannot, will not, does not make them worthy of God's kingdom ever, never, no way. Instead, it's God's call. 
And he calls you into his kingdom and glory just as you are without any merit or worthiness in you. He does so because of the flawless conduct of Jesus' holy life and the merit of his death and his resurrection. There's a great song in the hymn book in front of you whose chorus goes like this. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. So listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Paul here defines God as... Oh, thank you. The one who calls, and make no mistake about this, God is calling you into his kingdom and glory. Now, you cannot take the call, or you can hang up on God, but if you have received that call into God's kingdom, then St. Paul here urges you to live a life worthy of that calling. Back to my New Testament class. Having received a gift, three credit A on the first day, how do you think the rest of this semester would go? I would continue to call all of you A students, regardless of your conduct, but I just encourage you to act like it. What would happen for the next 15 weeks? Will you show up at all? Turn in any work? Take any tests? Do any papers? Would you say, I don't have to do anything to earn my A grade, so I'm not going to do anything? Or would you might say, wow, I'm a straight A student, totally by my professor's gift on day one. So I'm going to try to work worthy of that the rest of the semester. And how do straight A students conduct themselves? Well, they want to learn and grow, so they show up for class, they get involved, they do the readings, they study, they turn in papers, they get feedback on their tests, and so on. But now the motivation for doing all that good work would be totally different. It would not be the pressure of having to earn an A or prove I deserve one. The professor already turned in my grade, A. Instead, it would simply be living out who you already are because of a gracious gift already given. You know, I'm very curious to see how you students would respond to a situation like that. In fact, my last semester of teaching, I think I'm going to try it. (laughs) In any case, if I did try it, it would be my last semester of teaching. (laughs) You see, grace is a risky business, and God risked everything. His only son, so that he could call you into his kingdom and share his glory with you. That's the why. In response, how do you live a life worthy of that calling? What should your conduct be like? Well, read the Bible. Take Old Testament. Take New Testament. If you want it straight from Jesus, read Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. His Sermon on the Mount tells those who are children of the Heavenly Father how they should live and follow him as his disciples. Or the last half of most of St. Paul's letters simply tell believers in Jesus how to live worthy of the calling. Later in Thessalonians, Paul writes, pretty specific, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, 
that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. Chapter 5 adds more. Acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Be patient with everyone. Help the weak. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do good. What is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And always remember why. Not because you fear God will flunk you to hell if you miss a couple classes, slip up on a couple things with your homework, or mess up on some of the things in those lists. Not because you have to earn a place in God's kingdom or even to prove you're worthy of it. Instead, God first calls you into his kingdom and then asks you to conduct your lives in ways that are better for you and also a blessing to those who live around you each and every day. You see, that's how God, our Heavenly Father, deals with us, his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Amen.